When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. What's up, War Report family? We are back with another great edition of the Auburn Express podcast powered by the War Report. It's Thursday morning. As always, I got my girl, Brandy Mack, and my guy, Auburn Memes, here with me. Guys, guys. Auburn got blown out on Saturday. We talked about this last week. We were all hopeful. Our dreams were dashed and smashed against the rocks. Things did not go as well as we had hoped, especially in the second half. Now we're on to Missouri. Let's talk about what Auburn needs to do against Missouri this Saturday. Missouri is easily one of the worst teams in the SEC, right down there with Vandy. A lot of people think Auburn is down there with those two as well, bottom three. This is going to be a battle of the bottom feeders here. What do we want to see? Simple question. What do we want to see from Auburn on Saturday offensively and this one? Run the ball. <laughs> I want Thanks. to see us establish the run game Okay. a lot more than what we did on Saturday. That's where our biggest strength on offense lies. So let's utilize it and, and run Tank and run Jarquez. Nine t- nine touches for Tank, Brandy. Like, and if you were picking an over-under, I definitely would have picked the over on nine touches for the game. But I got to believe, uh, means you can jump in here on this one, that with Robbie Ashford in the game, we're going to lean a little bit more zone read. Uh, and you're going to see Robbie Ashford give the ball to Tank quite a bit. You know, do they keep the ball on the ground more uh, just to help manage Robbie Ashford? Yeah, the as we've as we've mentioned, it, it's it's been well said and noted. The running game opens up with Robbie on the field, with Robbie and Tank, Robbie and Jerkwas. You don't know where that ball's going. You have tons of options that open up with the option, and Robbie's shown he's got an arm on him as well. So you have to incorporate. You've got it. I really do believe that you've got to surround this game plan with Tank, get him back into it. I think Robbie opens up the door to do that because you've got both. I think both of their abilities complement each other very, very well. And we've said it numerous times. Tank's got to get 
he's got to get, it, I, I would say, at least 20 plus touches this game. I mean, if, mm-hmm. if you ha- if it's less than that, uh, unless you're just feeding, unless Jarquez just has the hot hand that game, you're leaving something on the table. So this needs to be a game that's won with rushing. And with that, too, I think it, uh, there's a lot of people kind of leaning toward the under there. Auburn controls the clock. Get out of here with a solid win and a safe win. Do it on the ground. Don't get fancy with it. You got less likely chances of turnovers there. Help shift the narrative back away from the bad things. And for the third time now, done on the ground. Oh, my goodness. Listen, a lot of people going into Penn State felt like Penn State was a do-or-die game. I yeah. never felt like it was a do-or-die game. Uh, I feel like this is a do-or-die game. Uh, Missouri was the team that effectively tells you whether you've raised the floor of this team because it's this year's South Carolina. This is the one team on your schedule in the SEC that you should be able to count as a win. If you can't get this one, then the rest of the season definitely looks really bleak. But uh, we've seen some other teams turn it around. Texas A&M lost to Appalachian State early in the season. Uh, you know, nobody phones it in in week three. So, you know, do we all do we agree that this is a do or die game for Auburn? And is there a chance that Auburn wins this game, but fans still come out with a lot of negative feels from this one? Yeah, I think last week we were kind of split on whether Penn State was do or die. And we all touched on, you know, it's not necessarily how we went or it's not necessarily winning or losing. It's how we win or lose. And so obviously how we lost the game for Penn State wasn't great. So, you know, I think we have to win this game and I think we have to win it um, pretty handedly for fans to kind of cool down a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Memes, what do you think about it? No, I mean, 100 percent. And y'all remember? I was on the camp of die, do or die. We kind of died. Okay. And just seeing how the, just seeing with everything going on, and especially too with the how, Auburn could have lost this game. If you went back for the last year and you told everybody, hey, could you go into Georgia four and one? Everybody would have taken that. Absolutely. Right. Right. Four and one. What would be the loss you'd want? I think also most everybody said, yeah, Penn State. That's the one that we're okay losing. Let's do that. So on paper, we're kind of right where we should be. Like we're right where we want to be, but it's the how you got there. You've lost in a way that was just an exacerbated worse and worse scenario of the same problems you had against lesser talent and those scaled up. And on Blackerby's show, John Samuel Shanker said the pretty much the exact same thing. So it just got worse as we played better talent. And that is a scary thing. And I think people seeing that, plus just getting an absolute ass beating. I'm, I'm putting some pennies in the, the swear jar because my, Mike's been cussing on the mic a lot lately. I have, I have. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to, I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be in there with you. But that's the thing about it. You lost how you did. There's not a lot of grace right now. The ice is feeling really thin. Everybody's on the ledge. Every single person's on the ledge. There is a way to come off that ledge. And this is the start of that. This is probably the worst if not second worst team in the sec if this is anything short of just a beatdown from auburn standpoint that's going to be rough you can't just win this one you got to win it handedly and all the other problems you've had need to not really be factors in this game mm-hmm. win it win it well mm-hmm. don't do the things that everybody's been question marking this team about and if it's close you might as well have lost i mean it is going to be if it is a Oh man, a, a barely a touchdown win, or you're losing for more than a single drive on this game. 
that's not what Auburn can stay. So you don't have. think there's any way to win a close game but still improve in this one? With, if with it the, wasn't Missouri, I would say yes. Yeah, but. with the talent gap, that that's just not a. There's got to be a point where you've got to sit there and just think there's not. A, I mean, with the exception of Robbie's in there, quarterback, but Robbie's played a lot. I think if you start holding Garner, maybe people have a little bit more slack for there. Or you just completely flip over. Well, the I don't know, but he hasn't played. He hasn't played that much though. I mean, he's taking snaps here and there from TJ Finley. Uh, he got the most playing time that he's gotten in a single game, obviously against Penn State, but only because TJ Finley got hurt. So this is still a really young quarterback. Now, here's how I feel. I feel like a close game will be indicative, again, of a bad scheme. And I think the scheme has been bad. They've run a lot of 12 personnel, and people are complaining about Tank not getting the ball. But the truth is is, is that just handing Tank the ball over and over again isn't going to improve your offense because teams are going to stack the box, and they're going to try to do their best to stop the one thing they know you have on offense until you prove you could do something else, which is pass it. But. When you have Robbie Ashford playing at quarterback, he keeps linebackers honest in their responsibilities because they have to spy on him or he could be gone. You miss a tackle on Robbie Ashford, he could be 50 yards up the field. And their worst nightmare if you're Missouri is Auburn driving down the field and they don't have to put the ball in the air at all. But he opens up the run. Like with TJ in, guys, I feel like you need the pass to open up the run some. But with Robbie, you can keep the ball on the ground and still open up the run. Uh, Just testing whether or not um, those those defensive guys are going to read that zone read right and pick the right guy, whether it's the quarterback or Tank or Jarquez or any of those guys that are in there. So it's going to be interesting to see. I think Robbie has something to prove throwing the ball. Certainly he's thrown an interception in each of the games that he's gotten in. So that's definitely not good. Both quarterbacks have done the same. But offensively, what's our expectation here? Uh, Auburn had 233 yards to half against Penn State. They actually outgained Penn State offensively in the first half of that game, but finished down eight points, obviously. Now, r- like ridiculously, there were no points scored off turnovers in that game by Penn State. The defense got the stop both times Auburn's offense turned the ball over. And this one, you know, what is a good expectation for fans in terms of total yardage at this one? Uh, we just uh, we did another segment last night, uh, Faxter and all segment, where we talked about, you know, can Auburn get to 500 yards of total offense? And will that be enough to win this one? What are you guys' expectations in terms of total yardage in this one? Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. Well, I mean, no, Brandy, you got it. Got to go. Run. (laughs) I would say. Run with it. That was the joke. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I would definitely say, like, I need to see, like, anywhere from five to 600-plus yards of Ooh, offense. I need God to see that. <laughs> I, five to I six. Need some, our offense needs to show some life, some spark, and, like, what better way to do that than against Missouri? For sure. Now, I will say you can score a lot of points and be under 500 yards of offense if your defense is giving you a short field. 
right? So as long right. if they're not driving the length of the field, then you, we could see under 500 yards, but still see 40 plus points. Um, I'm with you. I think uh, they've got to be able to move the ball and move it consistently and finish drives. Right. Uh, that was a problem against Penn State was they crossed the 50 a lot, but they could not finish drives. Memes, what do you think in terms of total yardage here, man? What what gives you the feel, the good feels going into LSU? Well, fortunately, I thought about this question before we had um, we had <laughs> started, I asked it. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, I thought about this before we had uh, actually started this. And. I think if we're over 500, that's probably is going to sound almost kind of contrarian. Not good. <clears throat> we need to get this win here, unless we are just trying to just rage beat them. Like, hey, we're pissed off. We're just trying to just beat it to oblivion. Or this is such a high-scoring game. The defenses aren't doing anything. We have to get these yards. Or we turn the ball over so much, kind of like last week, we've got these yards, but don't have the points to show for it. Mm-hmm. I think there's almost more bad than good if you have to get 500-plus. Because <clears throat> at that point, are you risking injury? Like, what are we what are we doing tossing up that many yards? Because at this point, we're so far down on the depth chart. Who are we playing? I mean, we're already we already got we already got our uh, backup quarterbacks in there. So how many? How far down? Unless we're going to let Sawyer Pate uh, sling it around out there. I think between four and five hundred is a golden number. I think if we're less than four hundred, because at that point, the other thing too, if we're over five hundred. This game should go by pretty quick. It's an 11 a.m. game. If we're mm. running it a lot, we should eat up a lot of clock. We shouldn't have that much time to where we really need to do that. If we're around that 400 mark, we ran the ball a lot, we're eating up the clock, we don't need to. If we're getting over 500, that means we are tossing that thing around in the air, which there's really no middle there. It's either really, really good or really, really bad. So I, um, I'm leaning between four and 500. I think that gets people excited. Wow, we had really good production, but it's also the just right amount to be not overly wasteful or overly needed. Mm, let's jump to the other side of the ball here. Auburn is three games into the season, and the defense hasn't produced a single turnover. This is probably one of the saddest stats of the season. We're three games in, no turnovers, not an interception. They forced a few fumbles. They haven't been able to recover any of them. You know, what do we expect defensively in here? Like, what do you want to see defensively in terms of yards allowed, in terms of run defense? Uh, you know, uh, I want to note Missouri on offense leads the country in tackles for loss. In in of power five teams, let me let me qualify. Of all the power five teams, they have the most tackles for loss on offense. What do we want to see from Auburn on defense in this one? I mean, I think you kind of already said it. Like, we, let's get a turnover on defense, please. Um, anyway. Like, like, right, anything. And I think this is such a big head scratcher for a lot of us. Like, a lot of people are focused on the offense, but our defense was good last year. Like, what happened from last year to this year? And I really want to see improved play from our linebackers. I think we have a lot of talent at that position, a lot of experience. And their performance this past weekend was really surprising outside of like the first drive, um, that massive hit that Owen had, like outside of that, I was pretty um, underwhelmed with the linebackers performance. And then we've had a lot of blown coverages on, on defense. So um, from our DBs. So I'd like to see no blown coverage from DBs this weekend, um, or at least minimizing that. Okay. I've got a, 
I've got a really easy answer that's like probably going to make y'all laugh, but hear me out in its entirety here. <laughs> we need a playmaker. I don't care who it is. I don't care how they do it. I don't care if it's an interception. I don't care if it's big hits. I don't care if it's sacks, swatting balls, whatever. We need a guy who becomes a household name. And that, that guy needs to start coming out of the shell this weekend. Personally, I think we all would have circled Derek. I thought we all would have circled Eku. Some of us were really, really looking forward to Owen or Colby. Who's going to be the guy that my mom calls me about after that game and says, oh, so-and-so was really good. Mm. Who's that guy going to be? Who is the just most casual Auburn fan who probably couldn't name two people outside of the quarterback or the running back going to be like, oh, that's that, that, that's, that's our guy. Like just the casual fan is going to know who are the elementary school kids going to talk about just someone didn't really follow football at all. How do you rise to be that person? It doesn't Hmm. matter what you're doing. How do you get to be known? How do you get the, on the ticker of sports center? That person needs to step up. And these guys, and they got the stats and they're grading and everything. Pass the eye test. Make the highlight reel. Be the household name. We've got to find that person. And I don't care how, I, I'm at this point, I don't care how they do it. I don't care who it is. We just need somebody to fill that. I'm personally disappointed. I don't think anybody on defense has done that just yet. But I do think there's guys that have potential to, and I guess that's why I'm disappointed because it was playing some games where it should have been pretty easy to showcase that. Hopefully Missouri is one of those, but at the end of the day, like we need guys being dudes who start making some plays. Mm, We do. One of those dudes is DJ James. He has emerged as the man in that secondary uh, so far. So it looked, I saw he looked like he got the start on Saturday. Uh, But the other guy I'm looking at right now is Keontae Scott. Now, uh, he has shown some promise, especially at, as a punt returner. Uh, he lives a little bit on the edge in terms of punt return, but uh, you know he's somebody who has played well early. Is it time uh, to see more DJ James and maybe a little less Nehemiah Pritchett here on defense? Uh, feels like they're picking on Nehemiah. He's consistently covering the best receiver on the other team. Uh, yeah, but with, yeah, but without a pass rush, you need lockdown corners. What do we feel about Keontae Scott over some of the other guys that are out there right now? Well, Lil Wayne has a song named after DJ James. I think okay. we all need to remember that. Go back to our early 2000s rap here. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm scared. Throw, throw in those AirPods. And this is kind of showing my age a little bit here. Throw in those AirPods. Listen to Go DJ. Look yourself in the mirror and hype yourself up. All right. I okay. just want to say right. that. All right. All right. <clears throat> Keontae Scott, though, I don't think um, we have any early 2000s rappers who had that going. So we'll just look at him as a player here and don't have any good jokes. I'm going to work on one. Um, Keontae's, I mean, he's a, he has looked really well. And you're right. When I was rewatching the game, I have in my notes, I got my notes up here and I literally typed out, they're bullying Pritchett. They were coming after him. He couldn't get it. And I don't know what's going on. I guess it's more of a scheme thing. Because like Pritchett's a senior, he's played a lot, and he's looked good in the past. So it's not like this is a guy who's a little green out in the field. It's really tough to argue that Scott and um, James have not been playing better than Pritchett and Simpson. And I like I lo- like 
I love Simpson's game, but it I just do. hasn't been there. It hadn't. We hadn't seen it consistently this year. Mm. Randy, what do you think? DJ James, Keontae Scott, or do we stick with Pritchett and uh, Simpson? Yeah, I you know I like DJ James. I mean, he has. I think he's leading Nehemiah Pritchett in almost every category except for tackles assisted. I just pulled it up. Yeah, and he is. I'm, I'm good with going DJ James. I think maybe a another. Shut up, you nerd! <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to get us. I don't want to get kicked off for copyright. <laughs> I think another guy too that I I think can be a playmaker um, when given the, the right opportunity. Um, Cam Riley, that's somebody I'm going to look forward to. For sure. Yeah, I feel like he's had a, a pretty decent season on defense. So Cam Riley and and I'm, yeah, I think DJ James. You know, the opportunity is already there for him to capitalize on. Mm, well, listen, uh, uh, last, I want to close the segment out today talking about coaching and game plan. No, but now I was, I was tough. Sweet. Uh, me- memes, I was tough on the game plan <laughs> last week. I felt like uh, after the half, there were not uh, sufficient adjustments to what Penn State was going to do. You know, football is a game of punches and counter punches. And when you play good coaches, you got to know that whatever you did in the first half, that works, they're going to have a plan for the second half, and then you have to have a different plan for the second half as well to keep the defensive coordinator on their toes. That goes for the defensive, uh, that goes for the offensive coordinator as well, too. Uh, you know, Harson C, at least publicly in the media, seems to be as hot as ever. You know, if you're him, what's your attitude going into this one? What do you want to see from your head coach going into Saturday and coming out of Saturday? All right, Brandy, take this one. I'm not going to plead the fifth, but I'm going to choose my words carefully. But I got, I got some, got some things. Okay. Yeah, I mean, from our head coach, like, I don't, one, I want to see him block out the outside noise. I want to see him basically make sure it's known to the public, like, hey, we still have a game to play. We still have games that we can win on the schedule, and we will win those games. And just go out there with confidence. And the best thing that you can do to shut up all the outsiders and all of this noise is to go beat the crap out of Missouri. Yeah. Win football games. And if he can do that, then he shuts up everybody else on the outside automatically. So go out there, go out there with confidence and actually like beat the shit out of Missouri. Like, come on. Swear swear jar. Swear jar. Yep. (laughs) I'm joining in. Carson, uh, to give us your carefully chosen words here. Yeah, I was hoping Brady would give me like 45 more seconds, but um, I'm going to work on it. I'm not pleading the fifth. I want to. And this is a very emotional subject for me right now, and I'm doing okay. my very best to breathe and go through my exercises to convey these words properly. But, <clears throat> man, uh, it's really hard to dig through all of the the rewatches, the stats, and looking at this from a different angles to not really see that the common denominator is a lot of the coaching. And the stat that's going around that just absolutely just <clears throat> floors me is I got to clear my throat at least three times an episode or it's not real. Is the last five Power Five games, Auburn outscored their opponents 58 to 48 the first half, but got outscored 84 to 28 in the second half. That one right there screams you're getting out coached in the second half now obviously some of that does date back to last season but woo buddy 
that was a really tough one. And there's a lot of tough ones. Like I said, I'm not going to hit, you know, I'm not going to go too far into it. But I mean, I, I think at this point, what Harson's got to do is something's not working. We've got to go in there and we've just got to burn it all down. I don't know if that's personnel. I don't know if that is scheme. Whatever has to happen. They don't have, there's not a lot of time out there. There's not a lot of patience out there to get this right. It can't just be like, hey, we got to win. It needs to be, we got a commanding win and we're going in the right direction. You need to right. grab Schmetting and say, hey, we're not getting pressure. We need to scheme this thing up, the soft zone. We need to play more physical on defense. You need to make that happen. And whatever they're running on offense, you do not need to get out adjusted every time we go come out for the second half. Thanks. And then grab Keys and do the, I mean, pretty much almost have the same conversation with Keys and really go up to Will Friend <clears throat> and say, I'm going to lock you and Tate Johnson in a film room and you need to just make this guy's brain just explode and saturate with football knowledge. And I'm not trying to throw that too hard on Tate Johnson. He got thrown into the fire pretty early and he's still learning. I mean, Brahms, <clears throat> I mean, Brahms is basically an, a, a GA and an analyst. I mean, the guy has got tons of offensive line knowledge. But it's time for Tate, like, hey, you've got to learn and you've got to recognize the stuff on the fly and you've right. got to do it in high stress. And they, we're not playing away games yet. Like, this is at home. You've got the, you've got your home crowd there. Get ready for what those road tests are going to look like. So that's going to be the big thing there is. And then also, too, guess what? They know the game plan of how to stop Auburn. Jury's out there on that. Like, it's not, there's a lot of film dating back to last season, what the weaknesses are and what our strengths are. And we've got to find ways to get it. As you kind of mentioned, the tight ends, and let's watch this in the film, they're getting obliterated. They're not picking up blocks very well. They're getting away with holds. I can't believe they got in his way with as many as when I watched it. As I was like, wow, that was a hold. Right. That was a hold. That was a hold. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of cool to be on that side of getting away with them. But even then, they're still getting tons of pressure while getting held. So let, I, before we rule the game out, are we running some? are we running sweeps? Are we running speed options? Are we running tosses? What are we doing to get that ball in our running back's hands? And obviously, we're not doing enough of that. Before we rule it out, I want to see every single play there possibly. I want Triple option, power eye, wishbone, everything before we say, hey, you know what? We tried every single scheme to get it. We just didn't have the guys to do it. Obviously, there weren't enough attempts to do it. So we have got to essentially just burn it down and restart it. And I know that sucks that we're in this place game four. It hadn't been working game three, and there's really no other option at this point, or we're, it's going to be a long fall. Yeah, I agree. Listen, Auburn football needs to pull out all the stops this Saturday. We're pulling out all the stops tonight on the Auburn Express Power by the War Report. As always, my girl Brandy Mack, my guy Auburn Memes joining me. We're going to be back with you guys next week to talk about how this went. Uh, this is gonna next week may be a longer conversation, uh, no matter how it goes. Uh, but for now, uh, we're going to exit and we'll see you guys next Thursday. As always, War Eagles.